Hi, and welcome to episode 25 of Walk to Work. So, last episode I was talking about the things that my various dance and music practices have in common. Uh, One of them being uh, that they're either uh, diaspora um, communities, revivalist communities, or both. Um, And today I want to talk about how in those contexts you can have uh, respect and meaningfulness, both of those in scare quotes, uh, in your practices. Uh, So I want to start off, yes, um, revivalist and diasporic practices, uh, the way I see them is that um, cultural practices like dance or music um, do not exist um, as their own entities, but exist because they're practiced within a culture, and more specifically because they're they're practiced within a community of practice. So, like, culture doesn't really exist uh, without the community, uh, and neither do cultural practices. Uh, I think there's more to be said on that, but I won't for today. Um, And so I'm interested in what happens when you take a cultural practice and you try to practice it in uh, a different community. So we can get into the semantics of whether community is different, uh, especially if it's uh, descendants and same geographical location as the original community. Uh, but uh, most of the contexts uh, where I practice uh, can be argued as being uh, different communities. So uh, French folk dancing, uh, even the sort of very traditional in square quotes uh, stuff in central France, um, the, the practice was interrupted and was taken up in new ways. Um, Irish music in Ireland, mostly completely interrupted, uh, re-imported from practitioners uh, in the US. Uh, um, uh, tango practiced in Buenos Aires, new communities in uh, Europe or Northern America. Uh, and so I think, I think uh, the two things that come up for me, uh, that my, my <coughs> kind of argument is, uh, I think it's possible to have the new communities that we're uh, creating uh, or that we're joining be uh, both uh, respectful and meaningful. Um, But I think it's a little bit of a challenge and I want to kind of go into uh, that challenge. So uh, the respectful part I think is the same, is very similar to if this wasn't a new community but this was actually joining the original community. So I have a friend uh, who uh, does uh, crump. She uh, is white and lives in France and does crump uh, mostly with mostly black folk uh, who uh, live in France. And so crump originated in the States in the early 2000s. Um, it's kind of epitome of um, African-American street culture. Uh, in that it was uh, it's born as a means of expression 
uh, it's born as um, an express desire to not be uh, in violent gangs. Um, it has uh, its very uh, strong codes. If uh, I read the Wikipedia article this morning, so apart from what my friend has told me, uh, I now know a whole Wikipedia article's worth, which is not much. Uh, <coughs> and so she takes uh, classes, but is also kind of um, part of the family of her teacher. Uh, and that's uh, seen and felt in different ways. Uh, and she often has, you're saying, conversations with um, her, her teacher and with her pairs and be like, uh, is it okay for me, uh, a white woman, to come do this? And they're like, you do it great. You're very respectful when you come here. Uh, we think you have stuff to say. We're really happy to have you. Um, and I think the important thing is there that, that uh, she she asks the question. Uh, and so uh, when I'm talking about Crump, I'm taking this as a non... Well, it's slightly diaspora. Um, uh, diaspora. Um, still can't pronounce diaspora. Uh, and it's originated in the States. Uh, not sure entirely how much uh, the people in the States uh, would... Um, um, uh, kind of accept uh, their French um, black people. Uh, we'll pretend they do. Uh, and so she, for her to integrate this community and learn from this community uh, is great. Uh, is a thing that she likes, is a thing that they like, uh, is a thing that works out. And so there are issues of respect, uh, issues of cultural appropriation, uh, but they're not insoluble. Um, the question become then more complex if she was to take Crump outside of Crump spaces uh, and be uh, a Crumper uh, in white spaces. Um, uh, some of the questions would be like, if for example she was teaching, she was earning money, uh, is she taking money away from uh, black people, uh, black people are economically and socially oppressed in France, like most places in the world? Um, that's a question uh, worth, worth asking. Is she taking money away from black people? Is it okay uh, that she do that? Um, other questions worth asking are, so for People who it's their native culture, uh, it's the, the people they grew up with, um, you, you have a, a desire to stay true to your roots in a way of staying true to your roots that is meaningful within your culture. Um, and so, as a white person coming in, you're not going to have uh, that same uh, desire to stay true to your roots. And uh, you're going to uh, not know uh, intuitively what staying true to your roots means in this new culture. And so it means that a white person's ability to innovate on Crump um, or desire to not innovate uh, is going to be uh, stronger. 
uh, or weaker, no, stronger, uh, the, the, one of the two. Yeah, you're going to want to innovate differently and you're going to be able to do it. Uh, the cost uh, personally to yourself is going to be different and your ability to intuit uh, whether your innovation is respectful for whatever respectful means in that culture uh, is going to be different. Um, third part is uh, the way your practice contributes to othering. So, um, crump, very much, very powerful expression of emotions. Um, it's like raw emotion through movement, uh, as it's one way it was described to me. Uh, obviously, black people expressing emotion uh, often comes off as, oh, why are you so angry? Uh, why are you so dangerous? Why are you so frightening? Uh, and if a white person doing crump in a white space is seen as kind of edgy and open to new cultures, um, but a black person doing crump in black spaces is seen as dangerous uh, and angry uh, and increasing the stereotype of a black person, there's a problem there. Uh, and if you're practicing crump in a white space, well, you have to um, address that problem. You have to call out, hey, if I were a black person doing the same thing, or even worse, a black person being black in a white space, and everyone's like, what are you doing? This is scary to us. Uh, you have to acknowledge that that's, that's how people would, would react. And closely related to that one uh, is the, the projection of um, white values or white uh, aesthetics uh, onto a black art form. So um, it's, it's a common thing that we value other arts by criteria that don't really make sense for them to be valued by. Uh, and as a white person who has been uh, grown up and educated and is more finely attuned to, um, to dominant cultural aesthetics um, and is also less um, attached to other aesthetics, it would be very easy to kind of take Crump and show the parts of it that conform to uh, white uh, dominant cultural uh, aesthetics. Uh, and again, maybe nothing inherently wrong with that, but then if your crump is valued more highly than a black person's crump because you've made it whiter, um, that's not cool. So there's the kind of the, 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 um, the economic, the othering, the ability to innovate, and uh, the fourth, the um, uh, imposing uh, dominant culture stereotypes. Uh, exist whenever you try to join um, a culture that is not yours to uh, participate in their cultural practices. Uh, if they invite you in, if they're happy to have you, uh, then you just have kind of what do you do uh, with the thing when you move outside of their spaces. Um, and you can do it, you just have to be, uh, well I hope you can do it, and you just have to be careful uh, about how you do it. Um, and so those issues of respect uh, apply the same when you're in a new community 
and this is a new community that I has no access or limited proxy access to previous communities in the case of revivalism or has difficult access uh, so like for tango people in the diaspora in the diaspora Dagnavit, have to uh, go to Buenos Aires uh, in blues people in the partner dance uh, blues subculture would have to go to blues bars in the United States um, they would have to know how to socially navigate uh, going there without acting uh, kind of like tourists or worse uh, like colonialists uh, and yeah um, and they, they, they would have to have the, 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 the eyes to see and the, 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 the cultural uh, flexibility to participate as opposed to only sort of sit there and observe uh, and so in those cases uh, some bits of the respect are more difficult it's more difficult to ask permission um, it's more difficult to ask how your participation is viewed uh, it's more difficult to uh, acquire the codes of what it means to be respectful uh, within that culture um, and it means trying to figure out the, the, the values and negotiating values so that um, you're not projecting a dominant class uh, a value as an aesthetic so that you're not projecting dominant class aesthetics uh, on uh, this cultural practice uh, and that kind of joins uh, the, the issue of uh, meaningfulness um, and so part of that is if you take cultural practice you're reinterpreting it and you agree this is not the culture of origin uh, this is not the community of origin of that practice um, one position at one extreme would be to say well just don't do it uh, you're not going to fix the cultural appropriation problems um, you're not going to find a meaningful way to have this practice don't have it the other extreme would be well if you're going to do that none of it makes any sense um, the way to acquire a cultural practice is to participate in that cultural practice with the community of practice that practices it lots of practices in there um, and um, seeing as you're not doing that well you can do whatever you want and your community will shape out uh, however your, your, the new community will become whatever the new community becomes uh, and you have a new community of practice therefore you have a new cultural practice um, and that cultural practice will kind of be related but it can become whatever you want it to become uh, and I think there's a middle ground in there uh, that we see with what Irish music has become in the 21st century or even the late um, mid to late 20th century um, where it had almost died out, it is now uh, absolutely thriving at least within um, some sub-portion of uh, Irish people and um, throughout the world as well uh, we can see it in uh, tango a lot of the tango communities in Europe um, have dancing that's uh, reasonably similar to what you would find in uh, Buenos Aires um, also because a lot of people have been to Buenos Aires and kind of can uh, bring back uh, their experiences uh, 
And especially for me, uh, what I found uh, what I found really meaningful is uh, community. Uh, I spent some time in in uh, central France, Dasbouré, um, and they have a very. We're not doing uh, the dance from the 19th century. We're doing the dance from the 21st century. Um, but they, they, they were in contact with the people uh, who continued into their old age uh, to dance uh, and play bourré music. Uh, and they have kind of the emotions of that, that, that hang over from that contact, the desire for respect. Um, and they have the, oh, there's something special about this. So what you could do is kind of take uh, modern uh, mainstream cultures, uh, aesthetic values for dance uh, and for music. So what you would learn uh, in classical music or what you would learn from um, uh, kind of bass, guitar, drummer set, drum set music. Um, or you could take the aesthetics of um, uh, modern dance or the aesthetics of ballet uh, and be like, That's, this is what we consider the, the pinnacle uh, of current uh, mainstream culture. Uh, everything can be interpreted through that lens. And uh, what I said is they, they, we, when you listen to the recordings, when you watch the videos, you see uh, art that does not conform to those aesthetics and you think, Oh, that, that art has something really special about it. It's meaningful because it comes from somebody's ancestors, uh, which is a limited form of meaning. Oh yeah, um, often we kind of think of the whole uh, being respectful and being meaningful as uh, tradition is a thing. So Bourré from central France, from Auvergne is a thing. Uh, therefore, um, to respect Bourré from Central France is to do something that is Bourré from Central France, is to be authentic or be traditional. Um, and I think there's an extent to which that's bullshit because uh, the copying a thing, the reenacting a thing in a different cultural context as if doesn't have uh, that meaning. Uh, your, your, your dance both has to have some kind of... Um, your current bourré has to have some kind of uh, articulation with uh, past bourré and the way to achieve that is for your current uh, culture of practice to have some kind of relation um, to your uh, previous, to the, to the, to the, the, the historic community of practice. Um, and not necessarily to have the same, like you don't have to take on all the values, but you have to understand how the values um, and aesthetics uh, shape the dance. Uh, what makes uh, the dance special and singular and how uh, those, um, how the, the, the values of your new community are going to um, change how the dance is interpreted and how much that's going to uh, remove the thing that makes that dance special. Um, so Bourré, uh, Central France, um, when you, they recorded a bunch of old fiddle players uh, in the 70s, 80s and 90s and they're like, oh these old guys, they all play out of tune. Well of course they do, they're old, they have crappy fiddles, uh, their ears are not what they were, their fingers are not what they were, they were peasants their whole life so they have 
um, kind of big thick hands that aren't given to subtlety. Uh, turns out none of that's really true. Uh, what uh, people do uh, is play uh, with very precise intonation, but not with uh, the cultural values of intonation that would be born uh, out of someone playing piano music uh, or um, classical music their whole life. Um, they um, will play especially uh, something like uh, the, 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 um, uh, the minor third of the, the key, uh, so an F, uh, the major third of a key, uh, so the, the F sharp in D major. Uh, sometimes that F sharp will be made to be perfectly in tune uh, with uh, the D, so it will be a perfect third above the D. Uh, and sometimes it will be played to, be, to ring in tune with the open A string, uh, and then it will be a perfect fifth above the A. No, it will be a sixth above the A. Can't quite remember. Anyhow, and then maybe it will want to ring uh, actually well with the previous note that was played that might be a G or might be an A uh, or might be an E if you're running uh, G, F or E, F. Uh, and so the, the, um, the, 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 the important part is it turned out that these guys were not at all playing uh, out of tune and you have to have the ears to figure it out and you have to be able to understand oh, this uh, playing with the precise intonation of this note uh, is a fundamental part of being expressive in this music and so it's like um, maybe there are gender values like I don't think we have any old women uh, fiddle players that we know of um, so but clearly saying oh we're going to keep these same values and we're only going to have uh, uh, men playing fiddle, uh, well that's not a cultural value we want to keep. But if we want to say, oh, all these weird uh, intonations for the F sharp, that's uh, awkward for us, we do not like it, we're only going to play um, equal temperament in tune versions of F sharp, well that's kind of throwing the baby out with the bathwater and getting rid of something that makes this music special. Um, so yeah, and this is kind of, I guess, uh, I haven't talked about blues yet in this episode. Uh, this is also, I'm having trouble recording these episodes because I have a lot to say and uh, um, I tend to ramble and also tend to say a lot of stuff that I then listen back again and think, nah, I don't really agree with myself here. So probably there's a bunch again in this uh, episode that I don't quite agree with myself or that I would have phrased differently if uh, highlighted, hey, did you really mean to say this thing, Greg? Probably I didn't. Um, but yeah, so uh, blues dancing, for better or for worse, we have uh, created this kind of blues uh, subculture. Um, okay, it's kind of partner dance focused. Uh, it doesn't happen in blues bars. It happens in ballrooms and studios. Um, it mostly has white people uh, it exists also in Europe, uh, where we're uh, very far removed from uh, the ability to visit African-American culture and to experience African-American culture uh, and to understand the values of African-American culture, the aesthetics, the, what the, actually, the word being respectful uh, means. Um, and so it could be argued that we shouldn't be dancing blues. Uh, 
I'm going to go with, well, I do dance blues, so I'm going to figure a way to rationalize it. Uh, and my way to rationalize it is to hope that we can create um, a culture of practice of uh, blues that knows that it's uh, separate from mainstream, well, from, from African-American uh, culture or from mainstream African-American culture, that knows that it's separate from um, blues culture, the, uh, the, the, the portion of mostly, I guess, now older African-Americans uh, who still dance and play blues, um, knows that it has different values and understands which of those values it... Uh, how its new values are uh, affecting its ability to uh, dance blues in a respectful and meaningful way. So one example would be leading and following. Um, African-American uh, values of leading and following are evident in many African-American partner dances. Chicago Step In, um, uh, DC Hand Dance, which I believe is not the name that African-American people actually give that dance. Um, historical videos of blues, historical videos of Lindy Hop, um, the, 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 the autonomy on every, each person having their own movement and particularly on the follow or possibly more properly in those cultures, the, the woman, not quite sure, um, having their own movement uh, and not being moved by the other person um, seems to be quite high. And so understanding in what ways we would feel moved by the other person and therefore have our, our body disrespected, in which way we would feel that the lead is impinging upon uh, the follower's role in the dance. Uh, that's something that's very, it seems very important to not project our white values on um, because then we'd end up with a different kind of partner dance which would not be blues and would not be one of the interesting and valuable things about blues. So yeah, uh, having respect and finding meaning through creating communities that understand how their values articulate with uh, the original community's values and how the original community's values shape the dance and how the different values of the new community will affect uh, the, the, the dance. Uh, and trying to work hard to, to, to not lose the things uh, that uh, make the dance special and interesting. Uh, yeah, I think I'll keep this version. It's not as bad as previous ones. Um, let me know what you think. Uh, I'll see you next time. Until then, take care.